I'm doing very well, boss. How are you doing? Good to see you. It's good to see you. So tonight we have a situation that I don't like socializing with my coworkers and some business problems. Should I make? No. <laughs> How about that quick response? Yeah, that would be easy. Well, I can see it from a couple of perspectives, and that's what we're going to be talking with the, uh, Master Brian tonight, is that socializing is good, in the sense if you're socializing with the right people, you could be in a clip with them from the office, and we know that clips are sometimes good, sometimes uh, we also know that uh, they could have information they could share uh, with you that uh, they may know something about a new boss that's coming in or that they've worked with that could help you on a promotion. Uh, also, sometimes uh, other bosses from other components may be joining uh, at the same time. Uh, bad part is is that uh, they may have some rules if you want to call it that you have to abide by. It may go against what you think is correct from a Christian perspective. Also, the time allotment may be required. Uh, for me, uh, I don't mind doing things if it's a part of the job, if you want to call it that, still on company time, but those things that you know take away from my personal time are things that I want to do, I must enjoy. Um, so anyway, we'll leave it to tonight uh, to see how we come out on the end of that one and save my surprise and what I want to come to. Uh, but another biblical story added to this as far as socializing is we're going to talk about a young lady who really removed herself, what I would call from her tribe, literally, from her people. Uh, she went to a foreign land and talked about being an outcast, and that person's name is Ruth. Um, Ruth has mentioned in the Bible, in the book of Ruth, uh, some people say it's really a story about her mother-in-law, Naomi, and not necessarily Ruth. Uh, truth be told, it is about Ruth. Uh, more so Ruth in the sense that Ruth is looking for a redeemer, but as from a Christian perspective, we're looking for a redeemer, which was Jesus. And it, it kind of follows the pattern in a way, a little bit of Christ's life, if you want to call it such, and how he became that redeemer and gave us our salvation. Because Ruth found somebody to give her something. So from the standpoint of keeping her alive, being more prosperous, prosperous in her life. So let's talk about Ruth. Uh, Ruth was a Moab, Moabite, I think, uh, from, again, the land of Moab. Uh, she's a descendant of Lot. Now, how she gets recorded in the Bible is that there is a family in Naomi, is the lead of that, her husband. And Noemi, Noemi, her husband, and two sons moved from Judea, Bethlehem area, over to Moab. They're like, whoa, why they go to Moab? Well, there was a famine. There, and so they needed food. And the famine was going on, like I said, in Judea, Israel. So they moved there. Well, one of her sons, needless to say, fell in love with this young lady. Her name was Ruth. Ruth denounced her people. By the way, Moab were very big in idol worshiping this. 
she gave up that totally. Uh, she believed in God, turned her whole heart to following God's way, our and in doing so, all things looked good, except ultimately the father passed away, which is Naomi's husband. Her husband, Ruth, his own sons, passed away, and the other son. So all the men are gone. What we've got is two women. Famine is over in Judea. It's done. So they decided now that they're going to come back. Well, not necessarily. I didn't say that correct. Naomi decided she's coming back. Ruth says, you know, mother-in-law, if you're going, I'm going with you. Naomi says, no, you're not. You're a Moab. You need to stay here. And she says, no, I pledge my life. You go, I will. You wasn't going to have it anyway. Well, needless to say, the two ladies start off on their journey going back to Bethlehem and well, we have to think about that. Two ladies who are on their own. They're crossing land, needless to say, where there'll be a lot of robbers, mean people, and so on. It's just two women. God protect them. That's all I can say. They did get back safe. In fact, Naomi was so upset, and I don't want to say she was upset at God, but she was upset at the whole situation, that she was just not a positive person. And we kind of get from the literature that she may have not have been that good to her daughter on all occasions. Because I also realized once they got back to Judea, even though she went to the property that her and her husband, remember, it's not in her, because everything belonged in the male. And that also talks about Ruth for a second. Ruth, some would say, well, she gave up her sexuality in the sense that she should be marrying man, right? And so that she could, quote, continue to live, be prosperous and so on, but she didn't. She turned and said, no, I give my life to you, Naomi, as my mother-in-law. So I pledge myself, again, to serve you, not to a man. Like I said, Ruth was uh, a game changer. They get over to Judea. It's safe. The other situation started happening, though. Said Naomi wasn't that great. Because she really didn't introduce her as being, you know, this is the person, son married, blah, blah, blah. And it kind of leaves us in the Bible to say, you know, this is a woman who came and came from Well, You know, this lady that came from Moab, she didn't look like anyone. She probably talked a little bit. Probably acted a little bit. Anyway, she had written all over her, you know, you ain't. The other part of that is, is that they were a warring tribe, Moab, against Judea. And I don't know necessarily at that particular time, I doubt, but in the past they had been. And like I said, they did things in Boab that was just totally against what was believed in, in Judea, the Jewish culture. So I'm sure she stuck out like a sword. The only thing that she really had, Ruth did, that she could give to Naomi was the ability to work. And so once they got back, she, Naomi, told Ruth that there is the Redeemer. The Redeemer for the family. Again, I told you earlier, or I mentioned earlier, that that Redeemer is pretty much like Jesus is the Redeemer. And that Naomi referred to her as the Redeemer of the family because he was the one as, as the patriarch, if you want to call that, could keep the lineage going. And so Naomi 
turned around and had a little plot. And first, we hear the story that Ruth is out in the field at Boaz's field, and he liked her because he thought, man, that's really honorable that she gave her life to her mother. And who else would have done that? And so he tells her, you can glean all the crops that you need, take all you need in my and he told the, the hired hands out there, you leave this woman alone. Don't you touch her. Right? Because she could have been abused. But he also told Ruth, he said, don't go into any of the neighbor farmers' yard uh, and try to glean because you can get hurt. I'll have you protected if you stay. So that was step number one because that's what Naomi and also Ruth, Ruth wanted to bring food in. Like mother. So when Naomi went and Ruth went back and told her mother-in-law, Naomi, what had happened is, yes, I knew Boaz would. I shouldn't say it that way, but you kind of get the feeling. That. The other part about it to bear mention is that Ruth didn't have any children with Noah's son. And so since Naomi's first son passed away, you would presume that the second son would have married because that's culture. On the other hand, he's dead too, so that didn't happen. But I bring this to light because she's about 40 years old and Boaz is up there with some of us others in that he's 80 years old. <laughs> Not close to that. Yeah. We're, we're older. He's got a woman half his age and she's pretty cute. And, uh, you know, he's like, man, she's she's a good material, good stock. Um, and as I said, he was delighted that she would give her life to her mother-in-law, give up her faith that she was as a Moabite. And now become you know Jewish, believing in the true living God. All right. So Naomi comes up with a little she says, Ruth, they're going to be done with the threshing of the crop this week. I want you to go there to the threshing floor. They're all done with their festivities. I'm sure they probably And I want you to go lay. And he'll tell you what to do. I'm not going any further than that except to tell you what I understand in the scripture happened and we'll leave it. So she did what her mother-in-law said. And so she got there and of course he apparently had too much little festivities. He was kind of sleepy. So she laid down at his feet and pulled his blanket. Well, he awoke and he said, whoa, who are you? Remind you. And then she said, you know, pretty much spread your wings over uh, inferring to, you know, you think I'm honorable, make me your wife. Now, that's another step that someone who's, wow, you're out of step. You know, this is not what you do. But Ruth was pretty daring. And, you know, she had a mother-in-law she wanted to take care of and also herself. And so he said, don't tell or let anyone know that you were in here, you know, on the threshing floor with all these men, meaning, you know, me and the others. You can just imagine. And again, he was a one of the patriarchs in the city. Also, he didn't want to find his. Name. Right. But he he then come up with a little bit of this, that there was an individual who had the right to marry her. And he he told her because I, I can't you know spread my wings over you and that right to marry you because there's someone else who has first call. So he went to that person and he told them, which is <laughs> totally not true. But apparently the guy brought bought into it. He said, look, if you want Naomi's property as being next in line, 
you have to marry her daughter, Ruth. Well, who knows how this guy? But like I said, Ruth's 40 years old. Needless to say, the guy was. So Boaz's plan was working pretty good. That means he had the opportunity to stay. So he went to the leaders of the community and he's like, look, this guy had his chance. He didn't want her. I do want her so I can carry on my very important back in the book. I gotta have a son keep going. And of course, the elders discussed it and they agreed that that would be a fine thing to do so he could continue his life. Well, needless to say, they did to get married. Story turned out nice. In fact, she turned around and was the great, great grandmother of a person who we know as King David down the line. And so if you think about it, that's something that King David did come from someone that wasn't a pure Jewish blood. But it's interesting. She was a trendsetter, there's no question. She was a bold young lady. She didn't socialize that most of us would think about socializing. On the one hand, on the other hand, she did socialize. Right person, right time, quite demanding. <laughs> so the story ends with even the women in Bethlehem saying that that young lady, Naomi, that you have, that daughter-in-law, she's better for you than seven cents because she was willing to stand by you. Where most men would have probably just walked away. Or both young ladies would not have said that. So when she had her little one, her and Boaz, she gave it over. So the name for That's all I've got, man. It was. And he was an older man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably benefited her. And yet it was. And so he was probably too late. He, yeah, but, like him. Yeah, he was just about <laughs> as contriving as she was in her mind. Well, it turned out well. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. So the bottom line message for all of us is socializing is not bad. Just know who you're socializing with. And know what you're wanting out of the relationship. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. Eyes wide open when you go with it. Okay. a good example. Okay. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, boss. See you next week if you let me. See ya. Everybody <laughs> have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.